from their studio in the Feeding Arizona building in Youngtown, Arizona, it's the Boomer and the Babe Show with Pete Peters and Deborah Brown. Join Pete and Deborah and their guests as they give voice to 78 million baby boomers from coast to coast and border to border. Now here are the Boomer and the Babe, Pete Peters and Deborah Brown. And it is the Boomer and the Babe Show. It is 11 o'clock in Arizona, 9, 10 o'clock, I'm sorry, on the West Coast, and I believe it's just past the lunch hour uh, on the East Coast. People are coming back from their lunch hours, and we hope they all had a good lunch over there on the East Coast. Uh, we're here in Arizona where it's about 72 degrees and just absolutely perfect Chamber of Commerce weather, but we don't like to say that too often and too loudly because that brings everybody out here to Arizona. So uh, my guest today is is with us, and she's here in Arizona as well. But before we get to her, I want to remind everybody that they can go to boomerandthebabe.com, sign up for our email list, and get in their inbox every four to six weeks, Boomer Experience Speaks, which is our online magazine. Absolutely no charge, and we'd hope that you'll take advantage of that. That having been said, we also do more than this just this radio show. We also publish ebooks and mini books. And Deborah's not with us today because she's mixing and mingling with some of those ebook and uh, and book publisher customers of ours. So, at any rate, uh, we're going to have a nice conversation today with our guest. Her name is Marlise Carlin. She's author of The Power of Peace in You. And Marlise is. Uh, very well known for her work in helping uh, as a visionary pioneer, author, and humanitarian, recognizing, recognized globally for igniting energy of peace that brings exceptional healing to the mind and the body. Carlise, welcome to the Boomer and the Babe Show. How are you today? Wonderful. How are you today? I'm great. I'm great. I'm glad you're here. And, and, and it's, it's interesting. You and I thought uh, we were in other parts of the country. It looks like we're about 15 miles apart. If, exactly. If, if, if even for the 15. moment. <laughs> for, for the moment, yes, exactly. For the moment, yes. I'm heading out uh, tomorrow for um, Massachusetts into the Berkshires. And then oh. when I get back, I'm heading into the Yucatan in Mexico. So it's, oh I, I love having Arizona as this exquisite stop-off place. It's, it's always so very welcoming. Yes, it is nice here, isn't it? Uh, but we don't want to tell too many people our, people our secret, though. Uh. <laughs> well, the good news is there's a lot of gorgeous places all, all around the world. Yes, there is. <laughs> so it's is. nice that we all can share, you know, share in that, in that beauty that we have. Absolutely. Well, when we get started in these programs, what we like to do, and if Deborah was here, she would ask you for this, uh, we ask you for your two-minute movie, which is basically a little uh, bio of yourself as told by you, uh, how you came to be where you are today talking to me. Uh, but uh, it didn't happen overnight. So, uh, you know, where did you start out? Uh, I'm sure you were born as a very young child. And uh, and uh, so why don't you give us a little background about uh, Marlise Carlin, if you would, please. Yes, absolutely. Well, as where I came to be doing the work that I'm doing, because I certainly wasn't always, and I actually never even had a clue that I would end up doing this in my life, because I've had a variety of careers. I've had the good fortune of of uh, being a Hollywood film producer, and I won some awards in that area. I was also um, an international director of a nonprofit. I traveled all over the world. But before that time, I was a teen runaway. 
and my father was an alcoholic, and so I did what I could to get out of that situation and to begin looking for who I was in life beyond who he said I was. And that took me down a few dark alleyways, so I ended up in drugs and alcohol myself, which I think is a common trait among people who are looking to kind of let go and find ways out of the pain that they're in. And then if you're fortunate, you suddenly realize that that's a downward cycle and it's not going to get you where you want to go. You know, it has momentary, um, you know, it has moments of relief, but it certainly ongoingly can only continue to take you down. And the good news was is then I had this complete shift when I met a meditation teacher and began meditating, and all of a sudden I was able to release a lot of my anger and a lot of the pain I was in. And I got into this time in my life where I was just like a a learning sponge. And so I was studying ancient scriptures. I was studying with healing, masters of healing, because I wanted to understand that connection between the body and the mind, because I also noticed when I would get in anger about my uh, feelings with my father that suddenly, boom, it affected my entire body, and I got very ill. And then I studied evolutionary schools of thought and all the science that was coming in and the laws of attraction, and I began to have this whole other life because of absorbing all of this newfound information. And then that took me to a time in my life where, as I said, I was very successful and uh, life was good, and then I had another injury. And that injury caused me to remember that I had gotten off of my journey, the one where I was looking for that total freedom, that understanding of who we are beyond all the titles in life. And uh, it was in that time I really began opening up to deep times of stillness to where I had the experience that then precipitated the enormous change that brought me to doing the work that I do today. So in the in the process of all the self-discovery and, and so on, uh, were you at any time just totally what's the word forlorn i guess and just uh with with uh, without any direction whatsoever and you managed to get yourself out of it through your your practices yes well you know um i think every human being has these times and that has been my experience it doesn't matter if you're a ceo and as, as hugely successful because i've had many come to me and begin doing the, the work that i now offer the simplicity of stillness method so you know you can't buy happiness and i've also i was on the plains of africa with the maasai and they sit in some of the most beautiful you know country anybody could ever imagine you know just beautiful with you know animals roaming everywhere but does that mean that they're exquisitely happy no it doesn't so it's really uh you know it was the pain that i experienced you know for so long of you know and the anger when you live with anger your body is being you know just you know or think of angry thoughts and all that going through your mind worry fear anger you need to get out of that, you know, and it keeps resonating through you again and again. And so this actually became a guiding force in my life because I needed to get out of that pain that I was in. Now, 
you come from such a varied background, uh, and you've gone through a lot of changes and, and so on. Did you ever expect that you would come to be doing what you're doing today? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> you know, but this the good news is when you begin connecting deeply to the essence of who you are and you have that experience, you learn to trust. So when you begin receiving guidance that you are to walk down a new road, you can walk down that road because you know that there's going to be better answers there for you than if you continue to just push and drive and try to do things just from your own efforts. Because when you're connected to that higher intelligence that is literally at the core of our being, then you are getting the answers that literally will guide you toward that state of happiness, which is your soul's potential. You you talk about the guidance and receiving the guidance from a higher being. Are you relating to a to a god? Are you relating to a spirit, uh, spirituality? What what is the what is the guidance, uh, and where is it coming from? Well, the power of peace in you, the book that I wrote, and I was guided to write to express how we all have this experience within us and many many people come to me and when they're in the experience of the stillness they go oh I know this I remember this so most of us have already had experiences of being in a place of connection with whatever we call our personal truth and the reason I call it the energy of peace is because Anywhere I travel, that, that the name of that truth could be God to one person, could be Buddha to another person, could be nature to another person, could be the quantum sea to another person. But when you're in the experience of this depth of stillness, what you experience is that personal truth and it doesn't have to have a title anymore. And there is no separation between you and everyone else who is having that experience because suddenly all the boundaries and all our limitations drop away and people begin communicating heart to heart. So is it a case... uh, I'm just really kind of groping around here as far as looking for explanation. Uh, mm-hmm. But is it, is it a case where people could experience this peace uh, or this level of tranquility, however you phrase it, uh, through doing various activities? For instance, do some people find it uh, in yoga? Do some people find it in deep meditation or just sitting on a mountaintop and looking at the beautiful scenery or sitting by the ocean? Uh, Do people find it in different places in different ways? Yes, I think people have tapped in, but I'm talking about peak experiences also. So it's not just feeling calm, okay? Because Mm -hmm. we've all had times of feeling calm and you're looking out at a lake and you feel really, oh, that's beautiful. That's calm. That's tranquility. That's lovely. But I'm talking about experience where you feel completely connected to that, what you call your personal truth. You know, so let's speak to exactly your life. 
you know, have you had a moment or moments in your life where you felt that complete connection to everything around you, where everything seemed to make sense? Okay. All right. I see what you're getting at now. So, I mean, it's just no matter where you turn, no matter where I look, you can you can look at it and say, yes, I, I can see why that is. Well, and it's not a mental construct. It oh. is an experience. It is an experience. And why I developed the methodology, The Simplicity of Stillness, is so that if you haven't tapped back into that in your own life, here is a way you can do that, right here, through the stillness sessions. The stillness sessions are like a a brand new form of meditation that is, is music and words. And when you hear that, because it contains that infinite intelligence, it, it literally, you can feel that vibration of, of your true essence emanating through it, and it assists you in dropping into that still space where you experience that knowing within you. So it isn't something that you have to work at to get to. Do you know what I'm saying? And even if your mind was thinking, people start seeing transformation in their lives after doing these stillness sessions. And I mean, as you can, you know, read, there are people who, you know, from children, you know, from uh, 90-year-olds to uh, nine, nine-year-olds, <laughs> all different ages, cultures, walks of life. That's what's so great, you know. It's so simple. <laughs> yeah, nothing to it. Nothing to it but to do yeah. it, huh? <laughs> Yes, exactly, exactly. And And then what I tell people is, see, you don't have to believe in anything that I'm speaking. What you want to believe in is your own experience. Okay. Because that experience is what will guide you. Hmm. So whether or not we buy into what you're saying right. is immaterial. Yeah. So it's just a question. Because what, of, what teaches you more than it's, anything? It's an experience. You know, you've gone effort. to classroom after classroom after classroom, and you can be taught you know, an enormous amount of knowledge. But, you know, how much will stick to you is what you experience and believe. Because stuff that comes in just through the brain, and this has been proven, that literally within 20-on days, 90% of it's gone. It's gone. We're not holding on to it. So what you hold on to is what you experience. But now I'm not talking about I experienced burning my hand in the fire so I won't do it again. I'm talking about experiencing this infinite intelligence that then guides you in every area of your life. And isn't that what, you know, we would love to know that we are really a breath away from guidance that assists us with all of the decisions we make all day long in our lives so that we really feel that knowing of being profoundly guided. And then you see evidence of how that works because it begins to show up in your life. Okay. Well, I I have managed to upload one of these uh, experience sessions that you sent along uh it's about uh i guess about 3 minutes long it's the, the shorter of the of the several that were sent so uh would you like to play that now and uh and in sure. the we have we yes, have somebody yes. else that looks like they've called in so well that's going exactly. on i'm going to see if we can see who this caller might be also you know what though here's what i would in- invite you to do all right is 
to do even just a little three minutes with us because even in three minutes, you can begin to experience stepping out of the mind and being in the experience of the tranquility that you could find within just even these three moments. So it's really an opportunity to jump out of the mind space and dive into the heart space. Mm-hmm. And then we can go to this person and and then see what questions or what is coming up for them. And well, I think it's great because they can also be in the experience too. Because sometimes the questions that come for the mind are different than the ones that come from the heart. Okay, let's try this. Does that I'm make gonna, sense? Uh, that's fine. Let's try this. And then the, the listener or the caller who's on the line, I'm, I'm assuming you're calling to talk. Uh, but we'll find out when we open up that line and see if they're there for the purpose of speaking to you. And but right now, we're right now we're. Now, can go I ahead. let me give a little lead in if I could? Sure, go ahead. So wherever, yeah, wherever you are, just put yourself in a comfortable position. You could be seated. Then just place your hands in your lap, comfortably. You could lay down if you like. If you happen to be driving for any reason, just keep your focus on the road and know that you can come back and download this later and even go into a deeper time. So this is just a brief time, but even in this time, begin breathing deeply and know that you are drawing to you whatever is meant for you in this moment. So let's begin now.
Become aware of the state within your body. What are you experiencing now? And how is it different from what you were experiencing before we began this time in stillness? Everyone lives in this world where there is so much activity and so much movement and often can be quite chaotic. So being able to access a place of stillness within where you can access the inspiration of what to do even in the most challenging times is of great benefit. So holding on to the awareness of the state that you're in in this moment, bring it with you back out into the room where you are, and when you can, slowly and gently open your eyes. So that's just like a little taste although I know for some people it won't have been little <laughs> because it's always different. No matter how many people I'm with, some people within moments have really extraordinary experiences, tapping into hearing from people who've passed on, tapping into a deeper understanding of the message coming through. Some people just feel that momentary release of the stress of the day. It's all different. But know that you draw to you what's perfect for you and you can continue to dive deeper as you integrate stillness sessions which are which can be longer into your life. And then you'll find that actually you can tap into that still place again in a breath. And how helpful is that with how chaotic our lives can become and how much is always going on around us? Well, it'd be nice so, to have that. It'd be nice to have that switch to turn some of this uh, extraneous noise off, you know? Exactly. And it's so nice to know that it all already exists inside you. And stillness sessions are just this one beautiful tool that helps you um, accelerate that experience of peace within you so you can tap back in within a moment. And you know, Pete, I mean, how many people, we all know meditation is great, and we all know the benefits. There's been so many, um, you know, tests and scientific tests done. It's very clear, but does that mean everybody meditates? No, they don't. So here's just one more way, because can you listen to music? Most people say yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, do you enjoy music? Yes. 
so could you just listen to a little bit of music once a day? You know, and stillness, I make stillness sessions in five minutes and 11 minutes and 22 minutes and longer ones to go to sleep with. So it's just a way to begin expanding that place of peace within yourself. So soon you find in the middle of a chaotic situation, all you have to do is, and you literally feel it resonating through your body. It's like a wave of peace begins moving through you, a wave of tranquility, you know. And that's where you're going to access the best answers because you know what happens when you're angry or worried. Your brain is all squish, you know. It's like a big mush pile and it just reacts. Right. It doesn't come up with anything great to do, so... Well, let's see if this let's see if this person that's listening on the phone has any comments to make, and we'll see uh, see what we have here. When hello, ca- hello, caller, are you there? Hello, are you there? Hello. Well, apparently not there. Maybe they got the answer they were looking for. Maybe they the did. <laughs> Maybe they did. Uh, that can happen. <laughs> at, at any at any rate, uh, let's let's go through uh, a, a few other few other things here. Um, the the situation when you're in a in a uh, let's let's say you're in a meeting, okay. Uh, I, I'm just trying to relate this to some some business activities because that's where I still function a great deal of my time. Uh, if if I'm in a meeting and it's so maybe let's say it's a somewhat contentious to be putting it nicely, uh, uh, can you actually and I and I don't know if I could or not honestly, uh, could you actually get yourself? Uh, set aside, if you will, so the contention's still going on, but yet you can see it differently and focus differently on it and keep yourself calm throughout the whole process? Well, let me tell you this. Depending on the level of um, of awareness that you have begun to integrate by doing the work, right, uh-huh. it'll depend on how... Uh, how you're able to deal with the situation and how you manage it. Because, you know, like anything, we we form habits. And you could have an old habit right now that instantly does that knee jerk, like why aren't they hearing me and what's the matter with them and da-da-da-da-da. I'm not saying that you do that, but we we all do that. We all have times of that. Sure, absolutely. So now what you begin to notice is as you begin connecting more and more to this awareness, it's a, like a it's a awareness of that of that state of infinite intelligence. What happens is, and this has happened to me absolutely. I can tell you, it, it was in the beginning days when all of this experience and knowledge was coming to me. I was actually producing films at the time in Hollywood. I was in a meeting with my partner. We were surrounded by execs. There were all kind of problems going on with the film we were working on, with the talent, with the money, with the this, with the that. And all this chaos, and everybody was, ah, what's going to happen? Ah, You know, all that stuff was going on. And I suddenly found myself, like, observing the situation instead of being in it. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of, like, watching, you know, all the the chaos and everything that was happening. And I was completely still. And then suddenly, this answer came up inside, like a whole new possibility. 
you know, not like it's the perfect answer, but uh, just a, a whole suggestion that would be a whole new possibility. And I spoke it into the room, and, like, the room became completely still, and then it, it like, opened up a whole new energy of, oh, wow, well, maybe we could do this, and maybe we could do that. And when we left, my partner looked at me and he said, I don't know what is going on with you, but whatever it is, it's working. So keep doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. Very nice. So So there you can do it, you know, absolutely. Now, you've been quoted as saying that you can't create lasting peace in the world until you know it in your heart. Uh, With everything else going on in the world, this country and other countries and so on, uh, how can an individual make a difference? Every single person has an extraordinary power within them. And what you see happening is your state of mind, your state of being, your the peace that you contain within your own heart resonates out. And let's look at it very simply. When you go to an event and somebody there is really happy, you feel it. And you want to go hang out with them because you can feel their joy. You can feel their excitement and love of life. At the same time, when somebody's in a really worried or anxious or angry state, you try to get as far away from them as you can. But what's happening is we each as imagine that you are this beautiful energy field of peace. And as you're emanating it out, those closest to you begin experiencing it. And they begin shifting their state. You actually can shift. Look what happened in the room I just spoke about. I shifted these people off of their state of anxiety and worry through not only the one statement I made, but it was the state I was in. My state was so filled with possibility that they all shifted into a whole other way of being. And I know you've experienced this. You've gone to, you know, hear people speak or you've been at a family event when somebody suddenly broke into something that was like, oh, that's so exciting, and it brings the whole room into their excitement. So imagine... Yeah, go it, ahead. It, it brings a couple things to mind. I mean, if you're if you're just at a just at a party, just at a social gathering, there's always going to be the curmudgeon there. You know, they're going to always be the one sitting there grumbling and grumbling and, and complaining about something or another. And uh, before you know it, they pretty probably are pretty much are going to find themselves sitting at or standing at the end of the bar alone because nobody wants to listen to that curmudgeonly. Uh, approach to things, but on the other hand, I, I think of, I think of the movie, and as far as people, you know, being attracted and 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 wanting, and wanting to share supposedly or whatever, I think of the movie when Harry met Sally, and and she uh, fakes the orgasm, and and Rob Reiner's mother, who played the part, says, "What well, I, I want, whatever she's having." Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's, yeah. it's 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 a desire, it's a want, it's contagious uh, yeah, it when is. you meet people like that. It is. And, you know, what uh, I have seen in, in, as people begin doing this and, and integrating this, because it's, it's, a, it's habit. It's habit forming. And look, the curmudgeon, his habits have been worry, anxiety, fear. And so that actually affects your physical body. 
And look, as you mature, you suddenly recognize when you've got illnesses, you got to take a look at where's the connection. Where's the connection? Is it the thoughts in my mind? So as you begin shifting into experiencing this peace, you're shifting your habits. When you shift your habits, you're shifting your, you know, your behavior. Or let's say your behavior shifts and then your habits shift. And so now you have new actions. And so you begin, and your body begins uh, moving into a healthier state of uh, awareness. And believe me, I mean, the book is filled with stories of people who were told they had lifelong illnesses and they went to complete well-being, complete well-being. And absolutely all the boomers, you know, you're going through the changes of what's happening to your body as you're maturing. Don't you want to have a healthier body? Well, it begins by connecting to this place of peace than listening to just a simple piece of music where you suddenly find, oh, I don't need to get upset at this situation. I can look at it differently. So your perception changes, your habits change, your behaviors change, your actions change, and suddenly you're living a more peaceful life, a more fulfilling life. And that emanates out from you to everybody around you. And your whole, your whole outlook changes. I mean, there, yes. there have been any number of people on this show uh, that have related stories because they are in some way, shape, or form involved in the same type of thing that you do, only they do it obviously a little bit differently. But the, the overriding message has been that your mind can affect your well-being. It can affect your your mood. It can affect your performance uh, if you allow your mind to do it because your mind is very, very strong and very uh, very, very resourceful and very resilient. And if you allow that to happen through whatever means you can get yourself there, you will be able to cope. The boomers will be able to cope with uh, their transitions that they're in, the change of their way of living, the fact that they're they have parents to deal with, plus they have children and grandchildren to deal with, and and maybe not in the in the in the nicest most. Um, uh, comfortable situations and so on, but they have to be able to deal and deal with all that. And there are many ways of getting there, and and it all goes through the mind, doesn't it? Well, let me tell you this: it it goes through the mind, but or let's say, and what I'm speaking of is this is the paradigm for the century that we're that we're in, the 21st century. We can't keep doing everything thinking that we're going to change what you know change the way things are by doing it the way we've been doing it and that is we've been gathering knowledge gathering knowledge gathering knowledge the mind the mind the mind it hasn't changed anything yes it's accelerated technology which has given us wonderful news and challenging news at the same time so how are we going to make this shift into uh, a greater awareness it is through converging the intellect with the experiential wisdom. And that experiential wisdom comes from, like I'm saying, that experience of that infinite intelligence within you. Because you know what? You can tell your mind all day and night, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. That's a bad habit. Stop drinking, stop drinking, stop drinking. You're drinking too much. Will you stop? No. And you know that it's not great for you if you're over drinking or whatever. But when you're in this awareness, this connection to this innate um, knowing within you, it begins to happen naturally. 
And so then, like you, like what we were saying, you have this new perception. So suddenly it becomes like some of these habits that don't work for you, they start dropping off. And they start dropping off because it's not just coming from a good idea, it's coming from that innate knowing within you and you're having the experience of it. I have I one man came to a workshop I did and he um I found out later he came, you know he came and told me later that he had been drinking a quart of Jack Daniels a day hmm. for 17 years. Jack is a very good friend of his. Yeah, very good friend, evidently still wasn't working out that well though. And within one month's time, he had completely stopped. Hmm. You know, and I see this happening again and again. And, it's you know, it's about all the varieties of addictions that we often carry that aren't serving us, and we know it. And now it's time. How can we move into... And so, yes, if the mind, the mind can be our biggest assistant, and it can fight against us. <laughs> but when oh, sure. you're in the... Ex- Experience, then things begin shifting and changing. Well, it's just right before your eyes. Yeah, well, it's not, I wasn't inferring that it was going to be a case of you just tell your brain to tell you this. That's not what yeah. I was. Referring. I mean, there, there, there are many practitioners uh, of um, a higher power, uh, various, various types of exercises, and so on and so forth, and they all, I think, uh, as you have tapped into something. That has to do with finding that that inner self, that peace, uh, and there are many there are many ways to do it. That's all I was referring to, and I and I mm-hmm. like your way. I like your way. I think it's great. Uh, and you indicated at the beginning of the conversation that some people will look at it and they go, "Oh, nothing happened there," uh, you know. But there may be something else for them, or you might be the something else for others that have tried other things. So I, I think it's a case where you need to, if, if you're interested in trying to get yourself oh, straight, I guess is a word, uh, don't stop looking. Keep keep trying them. Yes, it's a beautiful time where there are many gifted teachers who are bringing in information to assist in this time of people you know, uh, to to create a shift because we know we're in trouble. So there are, like you said, there are many, many ways that are available for people today. And what I was guided to was just to develop these tools and this methodology. And what I have found is that there are people from every walk of life because I was guided to make it so simple and yet still retaining that place of... um, profound experiential connection (laughs) that, you know, that makes it because it it is about going beyond the mind and and many of the ways that we have tried to do before. And it is about finding that inner journey where we experience it so profoundly that we open our eyes or whatever the case is and say, yes, yes. Yes, you know, and and you see, I mean, you can see it for yourself. It, it will always be evidenced in your own life. Mm-hmm. Is it, you know? uh, when people when people have experienced it, and you're telling the stories of the people that have experienced it in your book, uh, is it does, does it hit uh, like a wow, like like a bolt of lightning 
for some folks, or does it just gradually seep in, and all of a sudden they uh, are are in that glow or that aura, whatever, however you may want to term it? Well, see what I'm what I want you to know is like uh, even the experience that I had where I said it's like a momentous moment, it isn't that every person is going to have some huge momentous moment. People will have all different kinds of experiences. And as you were saying, some will move into it very gradually. And then you look around you go, wait a minute, I don't even do that anymore. Oh, look at that. Oh, and I don't even do that anymore. Oh, and then this big thing just happened. And, well, I know I can deal with it differently. So, you know, each person is different in how they deal with it. Some will have very profound, immediate experiences, and others will ha- notice it happening through life, through the days and weeks and months to come. And then you turn around, and that's what also the practices are for. Because in the Power of Peace in You, you'll find 11 practices from the Simplicity of Stillness Method. And they are there to assist you to ground this into the everyday of your life. Because as you start releasing your past trauma or fears, you 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 want to know then how do I move into the next phase, you know? Or if you're finding yourself in a state of resistance about something, how can I release this resistance? And that's where the practices are that guide you and assist you. You know, I um I had met this wonderful couple. I had known this wonderful couple, and I hadn't seen them in many years, John and Sandy. And I write a story about them in the book. And suddenly we got back in touch after, I don't know, 20 years. And she asked what I was doing, and I told her. And she said, well, I want to know more about that. So she ended up on a call that I was on and, you know, where it was offering the the program, and her cell phone dropped off. So she became extremely worried that she didn't get it. Well, the next day, and I didn't find this out till quite some time later, the next day... She went into work. She'd been at the same job for 17 years. And after the first email she got, she realized how abusive this boss was and that she'd had it and it was time to go. And she got up from her chair. She walked into his office. She told him exactly how she felt. She walked out and she went straight to a real estate office and put her house on the market. Because she had such a strong sense that life was about to change. Now, Uh how do you live your life the same way and within 24 hours of having this experience, suddenly you have the courage, you know, because doesn't it take courage to make that kind of a shift, you know, walk out of a job and even put your house on the market? Well, the interesting thing that happened is within the next couple of months, her husband, John, was uh, invited to come to uh, an, to go to an interview to see if he was right for a position that was in another city. I happened to be in that city, so we all met at the same time. And he began doing the stillness as well. Well, he got the job, and they said, the one thing is we need you to move right away. Well, guess what? They could move because their house had sold. <laughs> wow. You know, wow. And, and Sandy kept saying, you don't understand. We're in the prime of our life. You know, we were talking about retiring. Now we have brand new jobs. We're so excited about them. He's so happy with what he does. You know, it's like, you know, we have a whole new lease in life. And then when I was with him, I, what I noticed with John is that he had these tumors on his face. 
And I said, John, tell me about that. And he said, well, you know, I went to the doctors, and they told me they're dangerous locations, and so I can't do anything about it, so I've just gotten used to it. And I said, you know what, John, I don't know why, but I have a really strong sense that these aren't a part of you and that you will be getting rid of them very soon. So if I were you, I would start checking into some alternative, you know, ways to see what's possible. And when he went home, he went to a new doctor, and they asked about it. And I'm telling you, it was right in the middle of his face. So you couldn't, you know how it is when you can barely look at someone's eyes because something is right there. You know, yeah, like, poor yeah. man, right? Oh, really? And the doctor said to him, you're right, it is in a dangerous location, but I can get rid of them. And he goes, really? And he said, yes, and I want to do it. And then he did the operation. He got rid of both of them. And then at the end of it, he said, I know about the good work you do in this city, and you're an amazing person, and I want to give you this as a gift. <laughs> so then, you know, it's like one wonderful gift happened after the next, and this was all in a couple of months' time. And they really attributed it to the shift in their own awareness and, and, and how they knew how to ride through challenges. And so it isn't that every single thing was exquisitely beautiful. They still had some more challenges, but they were riding this wave of knowing you know what I'm saying? Just like what I was speaking, that you, you have this trust and you have this knowing and you're moving into this whole new way of living, and it's so beautiful, even in the most challenging times. There there are some people that would say, uh, I, I'm paraphrasing here, uh, but there are probably some people that say that they had great faith in yeah. in their abilities, in in whatever was to be. They just, uh, in some cases, for whatever reason, she took it on faith that the right thing to do was to stop into her boss, tell him to go fly a kite and go sell her house. I mean, that takes, that's faith. I have faith in something, I would think. Yes. You know what I found? Because, um, you know, when we each will have a different way of uh, finding what that is for us, every right. one of us. Right. But I think, you know, for many, there's this place of, like, blind faith, but this is different because there's, you know, we, we have a, a trust. That's what I found for myself. Look, remember, I came from this, you know, home with an alcoholic. You know, I was away since I was 16. I didn't have a lot of reason to trust. Right. You know, and I think a lot of people live in that place. You've had relationships fall apart. You've lost jobs. You've had, you know... We don't grow up with a lot of trust in our life. But what you find is when you begin moving from this inner knowing within you and you see the evidence of how it turns out, you're like, wow. You know, mm -hmm. so you're bringing evidence to you every single day. And that begins to build trust. And who are you trusting? You're not trusting the person who gave you the job. You're not trusting in that. You know, you're trusting in that knowing with your personal truth. And what greater, you know, and some will say that's trust in God, absolutely. And others would say that's trust in, you know, whatever you want to call it. So that's why I just keep opening that up. Sure. And sometimes, but, but, you know, yeah. Some people beautiful. might say that it's you're, you're finally trusting in yourself. Yes, yes. And in yourself, in your highest isn't it? Because we've all had moments of 
the, the self within us that's the lower self who doesn't feel good enough and doesn't feel like we could, we've done enough or whatever. You know, we've all had that tape playing in our head as well. And sure. so this is like learning how to trust and seeing the evidence of who we are when we're taking action and we're inspired from that highest self within us. Well, I'm going to suggest that this is either turning off some of those tapes that are uh, destructive tapes or they're at least turning the volume down significantly. Yes, yes. <laughs> does that make sense? Yes, it does, absolutely. What a good thing to do, huh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, yeah. Marlise, I tell you, this, is, uh, this has been a very quick, passage of time here and talking to you today and I, I certainly appreciate your taking the time to be with us uh, I always try to give our guests uh, an opportunity as I, I call it to give your shameless self promotion and uh, this is uh, where you can tell us anything you need to know or that people need to know about contacting you and working with you and so on so this is your opportunity for shameless self promotion <laughs> well I, I'll even take that from the point of view of capital S-E-L-F, <laughs> because that's what I found is, you know, when I can bring people the insight of who they are, that's what makes it easy for me to invite people. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Because it's really about you. You know, it's about you. When I found that gift inside, that completely expanded my life, you know, and I have a way to offer you to find that with which exists inside you, then it is easy for me to say, you know, I invite you to come to read The Power of Peace in You. It's called A Revolutionary Tool for Hope, Healing, and Happiness in the 21st Century. And you can find it at Barnes & Noble, at Amazon, and at my website, powerofpeaceinyou.com. Just pretty simple, powerofpeaceinyou.com. And there you'll find I have some gifts for you where you can already read an excerpt of the book. There's uh, a, an excerpt of a stillness session that you can download so you can begin to go deeper into that experience. And I, I'm going to be, as I said, I'm going to be at um, a wonderful place called Kripalu in uh, this coming weekend. So if you happen to have an opportunity to give yourself that gift of really moving into your highest potential and experiencing that deep peace, then please do come and join me. And, you know, I just want to end, you know, by letting you know that whatever your challenges are in life, whether they're health challenges or old habits that don't seem to leave you, whether you've experienced trauma and it keeps playing that old recording in your head, what I know is possible is complete clarity, creativity, enthusiasm for whatever stage of life you're in. And isn't that what we all want, to really move into that hope and healing and happiness that really is our birthright? So I invite you all to really ignite that power within you and come and experience that peace within. Uh, I think that's uh, great information. I, I would want to ask one more question. Where You said you were going to be at a place called Kapalu? Kapalu, yes. 
And it's where in, is that? Uh, the Berkshires. It's in the Berkshires. Is that how you say that? Okay. <laughs> I've never been there. It's in the, it's in Massachusetts. It looks exquisitely beautiful, surrounded by forests and lakes and the whole thing. It just looks beautiful. And if you go to powerofpeacenu.com, you can also from there go to the event page and you'll see everything about uh, the event. And uh, please come and join me. I'd love to see you. Very good. Very good. Well, thank you again uh, for being with us today, Marlise. It's been a, a pleasure talking with you and meeting you uh, over the uh, over the phone lines. And, uh, Absolutely. And I hope you have nothing but good fortune in all that you do. Thank you so much. Much love to you, Pete, and to Deborah. Please give her my love as well. I will do that. Thanks again for being with me. Take care. Okay. Take care. And that has been Ms. Marlise. Carlin, author of The Power of Peace in You, uh, very interesting methods and uh, possible ways of you finding your peace and your your inner self and so on and expanding your, uh, expanding your knowledge of yourself and however it is that you might, uh, you might be able to find more happiness and joy. So uh, with that being said, we'll thank you for listening as well. Have a great day, everybody, and we'll be back tomorrow with more Boomer and the Babe Show. Hope you can join us. Take care. You've been listening to the Boomer and the Babe Show, where we bring interesting conversations to the world. Be sure to follow us on Twitter where we tweet as Boomer and Babe and on Facebook as Pete Peters 47. As always, you can friend us on Blog Talk Radio or sign up for our newsletter at boomerandthebabe.com. Email us at host at boomerandthebabe.com with any of your comments. Remember, at 50, you're just getting started. 